0: Inking, writing, laughing, crying, catching, drawing, then more crying, trying, crying, feeling it out. I'm curious. I don't. I don't. I'm. S- I'm so proud of you, dude. And you don't need any. You don't need me to tell you like how how good you are, what you do, and and this is this. What? What's up, Derek? Did you say something? <laughs> We don't need anything from the peanut gallery, please. We yeah, can't hear you out there. If you want to, if you want to chime in, you can come in and be in the sound booth. But please stop <laughs> talking. <laughs> you have to shut the door. I know, and it's too hot. Um, okay, so. uh okay, well, so Welcome to feeling it out. I'm Kyle. I'm welcome ooh. to feeling it out with Kyle and Connor. I'm Kyle. I'm Connor, and I'm a fucking imposter. I, and I disagree. <laughs> I couldn't disagree more. I this is one of those instances where like I acknowledge imp- the idea of feeling as an imposter to be a thing and I I will never tell someone unless they're a dick, but I'll never tell someone that the what they're feeling is wrong. That's really nice of you. It's I mean it's I I can never tell someone that and then also expect people to believe my bizarre reality where the way I perceive things is sometimes so wildly inaccurate, but I'm so firm on that. I so I would never tell someone like shut up you're not experiencing imposter syndrome shut up however however (laughs) I will and I I will suggest while you may feel that let me just tell you how it's being perceived by an outside party okay because in my mind well what are you I forgot we forgot to introduce what we are in the last one so what are are you not an imposter oh watch this (laughs) Hi, I'm Connor, and I'm a comic book artist. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa! Um, But uh, I only remember because my comic came out today. It's called Spellslinger. Please check it out. Uh, It's a story. It's a fantasy Western story about this drifter who is trying to enact revenge on these people who essentially stole her life from her and forced her into this uh, 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 unfortunate team with this vengeful kind of spirit or deity, we don't know. We don't I know. do. But, but you're going to be on the gory days to talk all about that, too. Wait, really? Oh, oh yes, yeah, that's are. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have, we, we yeah. have all kinds of cross-promotional synergy. We're all, we're all getting rich. Yeah. <laughs> so while we're getting rich, because now that I've put that out, obviously I'm rich now, but I can finally say that I'm a comic book artist. Here's where my level of imposter syndrome comes in. I've been making comics for like 20-plus years, not publishing them. You couldn't hear that, but my eyebrows just yeah, shut up into I the said, ceiling. That's why I said that, because I'm like, do not try and find my shit. There's one webcomic that's still online, because Tumblr can't shut that shit down, but it's called Legend of Dremors. We linked that on the, not last episode, but the second to last episode. Yes, so if anyone's read that, it's probably not going to continue for a while. Hopefully one day it will, but that's the closest I've gotten to like putting out a comic, But I've been making comics for like 20 years, but this is the first time I felt like I can actually say I'm a comic book artist because there's like 40 pages that I like wrote, sketched, inked, colored, whatever, and it's on there. And so when people, if I'm at a party and I'm drinking my whatever, and someone says, well, what do you do? I can say, oh, I make comics, actually. And be like, oh, like what? And then I don't have to be like, well, oh, like f-? four panel uh, Twitter things? Yeah, and I'm just like, fuck. Up. But like, you know, <laughs> I don't have to I don't have to say, oh, well, I had a webcomic and blah, 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 or I'm working on a thing. I can say, oh, Spellslinger's out. It releases every two weeks. The next Spellslinger comic's gonna be coming out February 28th, question mark? I can't do math in my head. Check the schedule yeah. on the comic page. Don't listen to me. But anyway, I can tell people when the next one's coming out. Like, it's not a uh, fucking... Idea, it's it's ta- it's tangible. Yeah. Um. So that's where my imposter syndrome comes in because I've been making comics for a long time. So theoretically, I am still a comic book artist. This you, is just the furthest I've gotten in it, and so I feel like my expectation of what a comic book artist is has been met. Oh, so you don't feel like an imposter anymore? You're saying no? Okay. No, I feel very real and validated in my own project because I'm like this is this is the the goal. Once you have. Which this is not true to everybody. This is literally just true to me. Yeah. But once I have the product, I can now say that I'm that thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have called myself a podcaster until I had a podcast. And even then, eh, like 30 episodes, then I'm a podcaster. Otherwise, it's just a hobby. That's where we disagree. Because I think that, obviously, if you put out one episode of a podcast and it's two years later and you haven't worked on it at all, maybe you have plans to, I don't know. At that point... Maybe don't call yourself a podcaster. Maybe maybe evaluate where you are in your life, because like that's just misleading. Yeah. That's not fair. It's not a question of, in my opinion, it's not a question of uh like how much work you put in or if it's air air quote real or not. It really does at that point, if you're like, oh, I'm a podcaster, I've been doing it for two years, and someone goes on your website, it's like, oh, they have one episode. Yeah. (laughs) You just kind of look like a dick. I mean, that's that's just That's part of the reason why I never wanted to say it, because people were like, can they see your comics? I'm like, no! So, like, (laughs) why would I tell you I do that? Um, That that reminds me of, like, the reason I think that I'm... Hi, I'm Kyle. Uh, I'm the other person on this podcast, and I'm a (laughs) podcaster. Despite Um, how it may sound, we are two different people. (laughs) Which we didn't mention this before. Yeah, just in case you need proof, let's say our names at the same time. Okay. One, two, three. Kyle. Connor. Okay, we I are almost, different. People. I almost said Kyle. as <laughs> a joke. That would have ruined everything. But anyway, so Kyle, what do you do? Who are you? Um, I'm Kyle, and so late. So uh, lately, I have uh, accepted that I am a podcaster. Hell yeah! And I say sound editor instead Hell because yeah. that's a little. Lying? Well, <laughs> but it's not. I do it's, sound editing. I do, you do sound, sound editing. editing at our day job. I do bro. sound editing. Oh. I am a sound editor. So when I like at the at the networking event a couple weeks ago, I introduced myself. Oh, I'm uh, I'm a podcaster. I've a, am a sound. No, I would go. I'm a sound editor, and I have my own podcast. And really, Ugh. I should have been saying I have I have my own podcast, and I'm producing another one with a buddy of mine. But uh, I no, forgot but to that's say fine that. because well, I like saying I'm a producer, even if that's, that's a little bit of imposter. Sh- no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Kyle no, I'm going to help him. Wade jumps, jumps into the, the fucking spiral (laughs) thing in, in the underworld Hercules. But okay, here's the thing that I will say, because, uh, I mentioned last week that, uh, originally when I was making spell slinger, I was like, I'm going to write it and I'm going to draw it. And then one day when I make a million dollars, I'll hire all my friends to help me with it. And I'm telling this to Kyle. And and I'll give my mom a Maserati. Yeah. That was a thing I told no, my I'm mom No, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember if my mom would try for Maserati. I feel like <laughs> she wouldn't. But that being said, yes though. And and then I was telling it to Kyle like a couple weeks ago, and he and because I, I I wanted to hire him on my team for many things. And he was like, let's just do it. And I was like, What? And he's like, let's just do it. And I'm like, I cannot pay you. We make the same money. And he's like, No, we'll just do it. And so I immediately go then tell my friend Brian, who I guess his position is like senior editor. I don't, I don't like labeling the stuff. He's a writer. Cool. He's a writer and he's one of the, I wonder if he feels imposter syndrome. Oh my God. He'd I be a I'm sh- He actually, when he's in town, yeah. he should come on should because he would fucking love this. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so he's, he's a writer. Um, I had actually uh, quote hired, unquote, Kyle, <laughs> since I'm not paying him. <laughs> he's he's part of the team, but he is a writer. But here's why I'd say I would argue you're a producer, because not only are you... I can understand if you were just doing Gory Days. Go to gorydays, gorydays.com, uh, hashtag gorydays. But uh, I would understand if you were just doing Gory Days and you were producing that, you'd feel less like a producer. But since you're doing something with a team, and when for me, which I'm not going to say this makes me feel guilty, because I've taught myself to not, but... I definitely walk away from these recording sessions and go, well, I did the thing. And then meanwhile, we smash cut to you at your computer going like, why aren't these waveforms lining up? And like, <laughs> you've got a whole other job you have to do after I'm gone and you upload it. Shout out to Kyle. Thank you. Do some snaps. He, I am not, a producer. You're he right. is a producer because not only does he wrangle my sorry ass, but also he, he edits it. He puts everything together with, like, the intro and all this shit and edits out goofies. And then also, he publishes the fucking thing. I drew the logo. And it's a great I was logo. Like, which, thank you. But I did that, and I was like, bye. And, like, <laughs> that's all the production. Is. Anyway, also. It's our skills. Yeah. It's our skills. But Kyle, in the short amount of time we've worked together on Spellslinger, he has done producing. I have? Just in what. Y- so he wrote the second summary and the third for the promos that we put out. Andy helped me write the, uh, wanted poster, uh, promos that we had the week leading up to. And I mean, so one day at work, Kyle sends me the, the PDF of the, of the promos. And it was like, a process written out. And then meanwhile, you cut to my process and it's just the promo (laughs) summary. And it's like, he broke down... This is before he knew anything about the characters or anything. He broke down the main character, understood her on like, to me, a weird level. It's like if someone called you and was like, hey, so I know that your son really likes this one <laughs> basketball player and his favorite TV show is blank. He's also 5'8". Like it was like, we, and I was like looking at it and I even asked him like, how the fuck did you do this? And he's like, I just read your comic. And I'm like, no, but like how? So... Your ability to process that, break it down. He he suggested that we rent out a space to catch him up on things and and plan stuff. These are things that if it was just Brian and I, we would not be doing. Okay. We'd have one Google Doc, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> And Kyle's like, we should do this, God, we should do that. That's why you're producing it, Thank bro. you for saying that because here I am in my head going like, Jesus, he just invited me to help him out with this thing. And I'm already pushing like, oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And I feel like I'm overstepping all the time. And I'm constantly like, this is your thing. You've brought me on. And so that's that's really validating. Thank you. Of course. I mean, th- that being said, there's obviously going to be times where you're like, let's do this. I'm like, well, hold on. Yeah. But I don't think those will be very many, frankly. No, and I that's think that's not that, my style. I think that even in the, I mean, fortunately, one of the reasons I, I trust both of us to work together is because we we have very similar mindsets. Uh-huh. And like, I only want to work with people where I feel like I could literally hand something off and be like, "Just write the thing," and trust that you'll do it. So all the work I have to do. I'm noticing a lot of reflections with other things going on in our life. But I trust that I give you the thing, you write it, and I just give it one look over and either say yay or nay, and I'm not sitting over you while you write each page and go, no, no, change that, maybe do this. (laughs) So so now we're getting to the the other uh, part of my imposter syndrome is – Uh, thank you for calling me a writer and thank you for thinking I'm a really good writer. I've talked to other people on the gory days on my other podcast about like what was it that made you suddenly go I am a writer and I can go back to like my old high school and be totally comfortable just saying I'm a writer now Mm. and for them it was when they like either won a contest for their script or uh, they like got really close to it getting picked up for a pilot it, like oh wow a, like six different executives were passing my script around at amazon and then it didn't it got passed um and like that's it that's how i was a writer or it got produced like i made an independent uh horror feature and my friend uh, who i met through the writing program like is a director now and we made that and that's when they made it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I i have not made it i have not gotten to a point where i can comfortably call myself a writer because i don't write i and i feel like that's the that's the only reason is like i write sometimes but i don't write mm. like like other writers out there that i know yeah write, which i guess that, I podcast yeah and, and that's you, why you can, i'm comfortable calling myself a podcast because you can show, show people the product because it's something i'm actually doing but oh, I'm a writer? Like, look over there. I've got a couple of beats for my uh, American Dad uh, spec script that have been up there for, like, three months. I can see them. As I tie... As I whittle away... And the other one is uh, Delta Bark. I know. I was going to say that. (laughs) I was going to say that one out loud. I was like, do I... Am I allowed? Well, that's technically Derek's idea. It's uh, for a B story. Have you heard of Delta Burke? No. Neither have I. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> only on The Office. Uh, <laughs> but I thought of a funny, Derek thought it was a funny B plot to just have Stan making a Delta Burke TV show, but with all dogs. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, I like that, uh, I I love, one of my favorite things is the, um, Kyle knows because we do dumb sketches. Like we we just we just like play them out. We don't even write them down. No, which no, is stupid. Brainstorm. We just yeah, we just like brainstorm and play them out. But I I love the concept of like everything being a thing, but then the one thing's different. Whether it's like like I had an idea for um by the way would never make this. <laughs> but I had an idea for like a CSI spinoff called Blue's Clues, where everyone's people except. The two lead detectives are blue and magenta, but they're humans with like big styrofoam <laughs> heads of like blue and magenta. And so, you picture, if you will, but are they playing it like, oh, go ahead. Go picture, ahead. if you will, the scene where it's like the CSI investigator is like, oh, it looks like we found the blood of the thing or whatever. And then, like, they stand up and you see blue and magenta, and blue looks over and goes, bow, bow, bow. okay. And Magenta's <laughs> like, bow, bow, bow. But they're like standing like people, yeah, and yeah. they like use their phones and write. And everyone, no one, no one goes. What are you saying? Yeah, they they speak English. Like they, they hear it as English. Right, I love it. Like with uh, Phil or whoever, the, Steve. I don't know, but like yeah. So it'll be like bow. bow, bow. That's how you think they died. Yeah. Bow, bow. Then we have to find them. My like God. <laughs> yeah. Like, bow, bow 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 bow, bow. Ooh, I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's like. I would only feel confident making one episode <laughs> of that, but man. So like shit like that really – anyway, Delta Park. Yeah. No, Moving I like on. That. I like Moving that. on. That's so funny. No, because I was thinking this – I was on the same page, and I kept thinking like, oh, no, when's, when's it going to divert? But it was pretty much like what I was thinking is that like you play it super grounded and super real. The one, <laughs> the weird, thing one weird thing is thing. that they are giant <laughs> dog people. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love that shit. So So I can understand. I mean even ever having just said – I would now call myself a comic book artist because I can wave my comic aggressively in front of someone's face. Like, look at the thing I did. Like but it's because you do it. I did the like thing. You can't call yourself a doer if you don't do the right. thing. So I is guess, there something else that like, so yes, guess, I guess the, the thin line, like I always felt like an imposter composer too. Well, you've, I mean, we're, you, everyone listening to this show has listened to a <laughs> composition of yours at least once. <laughs> at least once! Thank you. And it's if so you're a fan short. of the gory days, you've also heard two! <laughs> and if you end up being a fan of Spellslinger, Kyle will be working on the writing team, so he will have to be writing at some point. But I, I mean, really appreciate that. It's, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know where the line is with imposter syndrome because I... Uh, this podcast about honesty. I've never taken writing classes and I probably mentioned that in Neither one of the other episodes, but like not one. I the reason that I and I also don't call myself a writer, I'm but I'm bragging about that either. I I feel like I should take a writing class. I feel like it would see, temper a lot of my expectations. Here's the one thing I'll say. I have had because my dad did screen writing cool. and he also writes uh, internal training videos and works on some ads and just freelance work. So he writes scripts a lot. Um. still. And he and I were talking about that because um, on another project that will eventually come out at some point in some shape or form, I was telling Kyle I had another comic that I had shown to an agent and we were working on making an animation and it spiraled out of control because I get anxious and that's the short version of that story. But I was talking about that with my dad because I thought, because my agent was like, where did you learn to write? Or like... I know, I remember him saying, like, you have such a good grasp on like how storytelling is supposed to go. And I think that's when he asked me, like, where'd you learn how to write? And I was like, I, I, I watched a lot of TV, I played a lot of games. And he's like, oh, well, like, good job, you got it. And I was talking about that with my dad, and I'm like, should I be taking writing classes if I want to write comics? He's like, mm, no. If you understand how it's supposed to work and people like it, The thing about any creative class is that whoever's teaching it is going to tell you their version of how it works and you follow that to law. And that's a good way if you don't know the basics or if you're struggling with aspects of any creative endeavor. It's good to have someone with their own idea of how it works tell you as a foundation to grow from. But if you're drawing people with perfect proportion or if you which this would blow my mind because i know what it's like if you're someone who can miraculously bend proportion on and and on anatomy and still have it adhere to anatomical rules do not go then learn figure drawing you somehow figured it out and if it looks good and you're happy with it keep doing that thing if you want to draw people like how someone else draws people then take a class it's. I think it's the same with like writing. Like an imposter, but you can because you what you're saying, like in your example, what what you're, I'll, I'll use my I statements that like if somebody said that to me, oh, you already understand story structure and three acts and all of this, and you actually get this, you don't need to take a writing class. I I would I would be even more consumed with the like, but but I don't know what I'm doing. Why, why do people think this is good? And so, so that hasn't happened to me yet, and maybe it won't. Um, but uh, so that, there's there's a voice in the back of my head that the reason I keep doing this is because something in the back of my head is telling me that I, I'm good at this. The thing that I'm not good at is just the – like, uh, I'm just getting through like the nitty gritty of like fiz- of just sitting down and writing the damn thing out. But Which I've got taxing. so many outlines because I I've, I I get it. Yeah, I think I've watched a lot of TV. But that's the thing is, I think you do, too. And the reason that because I, I know there are people out here, if any listeners are feeling this, I get it. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, but I could hear me saying, oh, yeah, I hired my friends on to work with it. And like. They're writing. It's like, oh, what have they done? I'm like, well, one of them hasn't really done anything. And people be like, ah, uh, why'd you hire him? Uh, because, 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 <laughs> because we can make up sketches from start to finish and brainstorm that out over lunch. We can make like five of them. And it's- we we literally tell a story. Over lunch with a beginning, middle, and end, we both know when to end it. We both know where it should start, and we have different ideas, but cohesive ideas on how they go together. We do you know how many people know what a B story is? I <laughs> not I everyone everybody who watches not, TV. No, no. And I'm not saying it's not like I'd say that's fairly common knowledge, but I've also experienced being like, I don't know why they did it with the B story. They're like, look at me and I go, Oh, well, it's like the b-side on a record it's the it's the extra songs you get it's when you have an 11 minute show you can't have one plot the entire time you have to bounce back and forth between another one so that the other one feels more important right and you get re-engaged with it yeah and And ideally the b1 will have some overarching themes for the a1 this is the shit though where i'm like (laughs) i i trust you not having a writing class because you just broke down story structure in a 28 minute tv show Thank you. And you haven't had a class. And no. it's like, I think it's, I think it's important to know what you're doing. But if you figured that out through any method, roll with it. If you don't know that, which is fine. Because Kyle, I would, I'll speak for myself. I lucked the fuck out. Yeah, I want to know about your experience. You said you've never taken a writing class, and you have a comic book that's coming that's out. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing is because I wrote it, and I and you know, of course, it's like, Dad, can you look at this? <laughs> and he's like, of course, son. And like I've told Kyle, my parents are both honest people. I, I, which I, is good I, and which, bad. It's good and bad. Uh, it's bad because growing up, I'd get a lot of like. Oh, show me when it's done. And 11-year-old me's like, it is done. And then, or, or like shit like that. Yeah. But now, and I'm not going to fault my parents on anything that happened because I, I maintain I was raised well. Another shout out. Hi. Hello, parents. I love both of you. <laughs> but I will say now when I show my parents comics, which is funny because they react both very differently, both very honestly, my mom will either rave about something, which is how I can tell she likes it, or she will say like two or three things she doesn't like and that's it. (laughs) Okay. And so, and I've, like, what's funny too is when I wrote the comic for that other, the script for the other comic I was talking about that, I got anxious about when I showed her that she was like, Connor, I love this. I love this, this, and that. I love these characters. I love this and that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but like, you're my mom. So, you know, and I showed some friends and they're like, oh, but like, we like this. It wasn't until I showed the agent and he's like, I'm willing to go out of my way to help you. And this isn't even in my field. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe this is good. But when I showed her the first, the first draft of spell Slander, she was like, huh? Eh, I mean, it's not as funny as the other thing. And I'm like, well, it's not supposed to be as funny. And she's like, yeah. And I mean, this shootout was cool, but like, I don't know if I got the character as much. And I'm like, okay, okay. And it's so like, I went back and I did a few drafts. Okay. So that's how my mom's honest. My dad, on the other hand, he's not going to give opinion on it. He will just write notes. <laughs> oh no! Like on eat, like it takes him like four months to get back to me on a script. So I can't have him beta read anything because I'm like I need this turnaround like tomorrow yeah and he's like well I'm on page two out of 50 how closely is he reading Jeez. these? very but it would I respect it because when he sends me these notes he's like this statement's redundant this is referencing what happened on page seven this would be more interesting if there was follow through later and like gets into like someone who clearly went to school yeah. on it cuz like you're getting that feedback free. Yeah, and like I can't give notes like that, which is where class would benefit me because I I don't know that much about writing structure where I could teach it to someone, uh-huh. but I know enough that someone could write notes and say like this was good placement, this is good foreshadowing, this was a little awkward wording, this dialogue seemed natural, this one didn't and like I can fix that. How many scripts do you think you've written in your life? I know how many scripts I've written because in college, I wrote three, uh, and they were long messes. I loved them, but well, they were admittedly disastrous. What were they? What do you mean long? So were they for hour. Okay, so for since I keep bringing it up, so the other yeah, comic please. that we're gonna get to it's that that my that that the new team Token Studios we'll get to eventually is called Reverb, and I wrote that in my first year of college. <clears throat> And when I first wrote it, it was 350 pages long and it was in no proper comic format. It was had an egregious amount of continuity mistakes and character fluctuations and it was still funny. Like what's interesting is that when I rewrote the script that I was showing around, uh-huh. I just took the script I wrote in college, outlined that, and then wrote off of the outline of the comic. Oh, interesting! Yeah, because the con- the the story structure so was like you there. sifted it? Mm-hmm. The story structure was there. I even took some jokes directly from college that I was like, "This is still funny." Huh. But overall, it was garbage, and and I can admit that. And it was good for me to grow. Um, so I wrote three in college. I'm not going to count the rewriting of Reverb, okay? But I will count Spell Slinger issue one, two, and three because obviously we're trying to plan ahead. I wrote. The first five chapters of this other comic called Meditation. So I think there was supposed to be like 12 chapters per like arc. Wow. Wow. Um, and then I also wrote. What do we have to do? 10? I think because I also wrote four issues of this other comic called Bit Crunch, which was a robot thing. I I think that's it. That's a lot. Okay, and so yeah, so yeah, that's like <laughs> oh, and and in college, sorry, and in college, I wrote this. Co- <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a way to link this, but I made this comic as part of uh, my, my one of my comic classes in college, and it was about. Um, this plane that turned into a giant fighting robot, and these aliens attacked while this plane is trying to go across the country. Cool. And the pilot of this plane also, I guess, is an expert fighter. And like this was like the height of me being obsessed with Scott Pilgrim. Ah, okay. It's very reminiscent of that. But it was—I didn't even write a script. This is the thing that blows my mind. I sat down and just drew and wrote it all out in one go. I literally sketch, inked, and lettered it with no outline or any preconceived notion of what was going to happen. And I did it. It sounds not, crazy. It's not the best thing. There's like four jokes in there. I'm like, ha, <laughs> still good. But like, man, what a disaster show. So I also wrote that. Yeah. yeah. And you don't feel like an imposter for writing. No. And I think it's because I can say like, I did this. I did that. I did this. But But even the fact that I only consider myself having three comics out at this point, I think it's the fact that I like kept doing it. Yeah. Yes. Where if I'm like a writer, it's like the thing I was talking about with podcasting. If you make one episode and you go, I'm a podcaster for life, and like you don't do anything with that, I'd say it's more accurate to say, Oh, I made a podcast once. But with with something like that, where even if you're making a podcast forever and no one's listening to it, you're still a podcaster. Yeah, I've heard something similar about how like when you're um, presenting a writing packet, you should never present anything older than two years. Mm. That you should always have new stuff, and you should always be refreshing your writing packet with new new stuff. You shouldn't have something that was like oh so good back in uh, 2011. You should always be making new stuff. And so like that's another thing is I've forced myself to with this podcast and Mm. with the gory days is that like i through maybe i don't know if this was in the last episode or not but through like my improvisational no that was yeah that was perfectionism but uh that i've created i've recreated the improv setting Mm. and i've established like a unavoidable repetition for it so that i can say i'm a podcaster like the gory days stopped once like, You're telling me there was a hiatus. Uh huh. It stopped yeah. for like seven months or something. I remember it was it was the it was when I went to France. It was when I went not France. It was when I went to uh, Italy and Germany with Derek oh, uh, okay, for two yeah. weeks. So I before I left had planned episodes to release when we were gone, and then when I got back, I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to do this, oh, and wow. I just sat on it for a long time. And then it wasn't until I, I thought like, well, I should actually be interviewing people. This shouldn't be just for fun. That that like I started it up again, but um. No one knows that no one knows that there was a hiatus or anything. So like if I feel imposter because, oh, I have like a a half baked podcast because there was like this big gap and it's it was weekly and now it's every other week and blah, blah, blah. Like sometimes that's hard to shake, but you help a lot. Oh, well, good. I'm glad I can help. Well, because it's something that like I like we were saying before we started recording this episode that this podcast is so great because we can say what we're actually feeling instead of just having to like keep those things in our head or whatever. And, and like I've had friends in my life who I will admit are more creative than me and are better at uh, the things I think I'm good at. And historically I have not uh, treated those relationships very healthily. And I, I knew when I met you that there was like a pressure from really old Kyle to go like, Mm, he's friends with everybody he's not being like nice to you he's nice to everybody you're not special and that was a big thing for me and I feel, I feel i don't think i've ever told you this no but yeah it's it's like um when i met you it was always oh wow i can't wait to see connor again tomorrow because he would leave at one thirty, and then it dawned on me that it's like oh he's friends with this person and this person and he knows all these people and oh, he's just a really... I, I thought he was being like nice, like, oh, we were going to be friends, but no, he's just a genuine, genuinely, genuinely nice person. So I guess I don't mean anything. Um, what, and, a <laughs> what a fool. What a fool he it's, was. It's, it's turned into more and more and more. And honestly, I, I hate it, and it might not ever go away, but I still feel that sometimes, and it's a shame. I still feel this... Um, you have so many creative friends and your parents are creative and like all these people are are creatives and I've come from this world where that word has been like, yeah, yeah, that's a thing, but what are you really gonna do? Right. And it's never been as supported. It's always been just like, yeah, yeah, you're performing in high school and stuff and that's a fun thing, but how are your grades? How, how What are you gonna do? Um. And so like I see a, a world that could have been and for the like first time, I'm not angry about it. I'm not spiteful, and I'm not looking at it with derision and resentment because I don't know why, but but I'm not, and I like it. Well, I'm glad because I value our friendship a lot, and so if you were upset about that, I'd be like, well, first off, when I say this, I'm not trying to talk about myself like I'm hot shit, but I get it because I... <laughs> you are hot shit. No, but it's what's funny to me is that like... I also have friends who are just like doing all this crazy shit and even even some of my friends who aren't doing crazy shit, I'm just like, God, look at you go and like, I'm jealous. Oh my god, and of course, like, I'm, st- <sighs> no, but of but, but, course but, you feel that way about other people in your life. Right, Ugh. but, it, but the, th- the, the funny thing <laughs> is, so is selfish. that, the funny thing is though, is that, um, I mean, I'm gonna tell you something that if, uh, uh, this could have been said in Naruto at any point would have literally destroyed the entire arc between Naruto and Sasuke, but like, I understand that feeling that I guess envious kind of feeling and I'm never going to resent you for that. I I want you to feel as happy as you think that I'm feeling. It's in a motivator. That. It's a motivator because I I want I don't want what you have like like Good. the comic and everything. <laughs> I want how you feel. Right. You know? well, yeah, but that's it. Like cuz I but I, I don't know how you feel. I'm just seeing and I'm imagining this 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 version where it's like, I want to be that, but I don't know what's going on in your head. I don't know what you're like. I mean, but that 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 type of projection of like what you're feeling through what you think I'm feeling. I'm I'm obviously picking up to some degree because I'm like, well, I also want you to feel that because yeah. like I see I see God I'm trying to this isn't supposed to be condescending but I see so much myself in you from like (laughs) a year ago or like two years ago where you're right it is almost like someone flipped a coin and they're like okay so this side is Connor where he got like this creative support and this side's Kyle where he didn't and they both are very creative both very smart they're both driven they both experience a lot of the same barricades. And they're in slightly different places in their life because of that one thing, which even to me is kind of irritating. So I'm like, why can't everyone just get that chance? I, I know I'm lucky I have that chance. But I want you to feel like we're the same side of the coin. I'm starting to because I believe you. But like as I, I think I said it before, but it, it's a motivator that that would would. The feeling of like, oh, man, he's got so many creative friends. Like, for whatever reason, like, my circle of friends are not in the industry and they're not interested in it. And that's kind of like, I don't know where I heard it, but like that you, that one is a uh, average of their five closest friends. Mm. And so for me my five closest friends were not in the industry. And so I felt no compulsion to to push that. And since meeting you and having these other friends that are working their asses off to, to create something that they're really passionate about has, has started to motivate me. Whereas once upon a time, it was something that I resented in myself for not having or whatever. And instead of trying to work on that I just sat there and was like well I guess I don't have that wouldn't that be nice yeah so it's like how I imagine if like if if Brad Pitt has an actor friend like what does that actor friend (laughs) think of himself (laughs) You know, yeah. it's like yo, hey man, I'm I'm trying too. <laughs> let's let's go get dinner. Oh no, we can't because you get flomped by a million girls everywhere we go. Right. You know, there is flomped. Something, That's not a word. It it felt like it. <laughs> you should have just kept going. So I was yeah. like, oh, yes, <laughs> I'm an imposter. <laughs> How dare you? There's a um, my mom was showing me an Instagram account of uh, uh, of one of the friends of Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> okay and it's funny and sad i think because the like this instagram is mostly a joke but this chris's friend will post selfies of him with chris taking selfies with fans (laughs) in the background (laughs) and i think that's hilarious because obviously he's really aware like yeah my friend's chris hemsworth and no one gives a shit what i'm doing (laughs) but like is that Chris Hemsworth? I don't know. <laughs> Hi, and I'm in this like. Sometimes there's a group of them. Sometimes it's just the one guy. But like Chris always is in the back, and sometimes he's looking at them like, please don't. That's hilarious. And I, yeah, and I think that's so funny. And I'm like, could you imagine if one of them was like struggling to get like? Why extra would you keep parts? trying? Like you're 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 friends with Chris Hemsworth. But I mean, everyone's everyone's on their their own. Train tracks, it's yeah. like it's like, it's like like two trains riding along, and one's like, I train need to be a on that side of the Boston. bridge. Oh, sorry. No, because <laughs> no math here. Not today. Not today. Um, but both those trains are both leaving Boston at 8 p.m., and they're going to Philadelphia, and they're on slightly different tracks, and one goes through slightly more of a scenic route, and then the other one doesn't, and that if these trains are sentient, which I will give everything sentience, this one sad, lonely train named Greg... He's riding along. He's like, I want to go through the tree. I've never seen the trees that 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 Bethany gets to go through. And Bethany's like, Yep, yeah, just go to Philadelphia. Or maybe Bethany's thinking, Man, it takes so freaking long. I wish I could go straight there. Right, the grass or, is always greener. Yeah, it is. Man, one of those things I've realized, especially having worked in customer service for ten years and now working in an office for less than one. There's some times where I'm like, Man. This is still better than what I was doing, but sometimes <laughs> it was nice because it was a different type of presence. Obviously, in in the coffee shop, I felt like I had to put on a show every time, and it got exhausting. But then sometimes I'm like, I kind of miss that. Well, I, I feel kind of, I feel less like an imposter. I appreciate that. Well, that's good. I, I would don't hope know if so. I'll ever not like. There's there's some people who like. I think I mentioned it on, on another episode that there's like the screenwriter for Spider-Verse for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse told his wife like every day, oh my God, I'm ruining Spider-Man for everyone and everyone's oh, going to remember shit. me as the guy who ruined Spider-Man. And yet I'm not surprised because I'd feel the same thing. Especially with that movie. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Oh, oh uh, I had one more thought. Bye. <laughs> I'm feeling it out.